to be home. This is home. I'm going to ask you all to stand to your feet because you are way too comfortable. Some of you have got your, your snacks out. You're like ready to chill. And I'm like, okay, well, I need you all on your feet. And uh, your pastors are on vacation, but you're not. And so we are gonna get ready for the Word of God. And some of you are like, who is this blonde person with a strange accent? Well, uh, I am part of your family. I'm your English auntie you didn't know you had. And uh, I don't have an accent, y'all have an accent. So I speak English, you have a version of my language, it's all good. I married an American, so I'm bilingual. I totally understand you, so we're all good. And uh, I have been friends of, of Pastor Earl and Anika for I think over 15 years, probably longer now, and love them, love them. So whenever I'm here, I'm just home. This is home. And so wherever you're watching, wherever you are, if you're online on another campus, this is family. And when we're family, we get to talk like family. We get to dive into the Word like family. So we don't need to be kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? I'll have to get used to our accent for a few moments. No, let's just get all that out of the way. Because I have a word on my heart for you. And so I need you just to be stirred so that we can be in the presence of God together. And so we can actually tune into what God's going to say because we have a few moments. You know, all week you listen to so many voices. All week you're involved in so many conversations. And then you get this 30-minute slot on Sunday where you say, okay, God, I want to hear from you. Like I want to sit under someone that's going to open the Word. And so let's make sure we don't waste any of those moments by being distracted. So God, we come into your presence. You're here, God. You're with every single one of us. We sense you. And God, we want to hear from you today. Speak, God, into the heart of this church family. Speak, God, into the heart of this community. God, I pray I would get out of the way so that you can have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. You may now take your seats. So I know we've all been through a crazy season, right? Anybody feeling the after effects of the crazy season that we've all been through? In fact, I always make a commitment to be here at least once a year. And I've not even been able to be here because the world is still in lockdown where I'm from. We are still fully masked up. We are still locked down. We are still not able to sing in worship. You don't realize how happy we are in worship right now. Me and my daughter are like, we're singing and we're singing because we don't get to do that in England right now. And so I actually have missed you all, but I've stayed in touch. I've been watching what you've been up to as my family and, and stayed leaned in to what your pastors have been teaching and opening the word, in the word with you. And I think we all just need to recognize the fact that it has been this strange season. And in strange seasons, we can do weird stuff. Let's just be honest. We can act weird. We can begin to behave weird. And sometimes we just need to come back to Jesus and talk about our weirdness, okay? So that's kind of where I'm going to focus. I'm going to remind you of some things today that maybe you forgot. Maybe over this season that's been difficult and I know testing in so many ways. Maybe there's some things that you've drifted away from that today I want you to get really back connected into. Because I'm telling you, the enemy had a plan in all of this. 
He had a plan to disorientate and disconnect and unsettle some people and, and try and separate the family of God. And I'm telling you, God wants us to be aware of the plan of an enemy. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and we've got to realize that we're in a fight right now. And maybe you thought you were fighting for your job during COVID or fighting for something in your finances during COVID, but don't forget there was a spiritual battle going on too. And so we need to learn that in this season that, that we've got to get back to some of the basics that, that God has called us to. Um, I guess to illustrate what I want to say to you today, Shoreline, is uh, to take you to one of my parenting fails, okay? Any parents in here or online watching or another campus and you've had a parent fail? Well, I had a parent fail. We got to that age with our children when they were excited and ready for Christmas and understood that it wasn't about the boxes, right? And the paper, that actually they understood it was about what was in the boxes. And so, so, we, so Fisher Price was our best friend, right? We, we were like ordering everything that they advertised, the thing with the like lights and the bells and the buttons and the keyboard. We were like, we were buying it. We were so excited. So Christmas morning came and our kids began to open the boxes and they were so excited and we unpacked what was in it and and then we realized our parent fail because though it was awesome what we had purchased there was tiny little small print on the box and the small print on the box said batteries are not included now no one's open on Christmas day selling failed parents batteries you know what I'm saying and so when our kids went to push the button that made the noise or played the keyboard that had the sound or used the microphone or put the light switch on on the thing that we bought, nothing happened because we had failed to do our part. We'd failed to realize that what we bought was functional, but until we applied batteries, it was not powerful. And I'm here to let you know today that this adventure, this life that you're invited into, this walk with God that He wants you to embrace and enjoy, this is a batteries not included deal. That God's done all that He ever needs to do. And sometimes we look around and we're like, why did they seem to have more breakthrough? Why did they seem to have more power? Why do they seem to have more things that are happening for them in their spiritual world? Well, it's not that God's different in one person's life than another, but you can go from functional to powerful, but you have to add your batteries. <laughs> you have to begin to do something with what it is that God's given you. And the enemy in this season of COVID has got all of us disconnected. And you know, one of the greatest discoveries that you're going to find in this season, and maybe you have found in this season, is that you have realized, man, I thought I was plugged in to the power source. But what I've realized is I have been borrowing power from others. And who you borrowed power from, when they weren't around, all of a sudden you began to realize, man, I need a worship team to worship. Man, if someone's not calling me and checking on me, I'm not staying connected. Man, if, if I'm not made to go to service and I have the option to stay in bed, like 
I'm kind of choosing the option to stay in bed because I thought I was fully in, but in a season where I was fully out, I'm now having to decide how connected am I? Or how much have I allowed other people to be connected for me? Sometimes we realize that our faith has been running off extension leads that have been plugged into a lot of other people. And over a season where we all got disconnected, you suddenly have to realize, man, why am I functional but not powerful? Because batteries are not included, people. We have to bring our own batteries. The Bible is full of examples of the fact that we have to bring our own. It tells us that we have to work out our salvation. We have to do the work to work it out. What about this verse in 2 Peter? I love it. 1 verse 5, it says this, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Add to your faith, self-control. Add to your faith, perseverance. Add your own batteries. I ain't gonna do it for you, says the Lord. This is a grow up message because the church has to grow up and we have to understand that God needs you to do some addition to your faith so that you can go from functional to powerful. And so I wanna help you today to get to that place where you understand how to bring your own batteries. You understand how to add those things so that you don't get cut off and become powerless when things shut down like we just experienced. You need portable power in your life that whatever circumstance is happening, you know how to stay connected. You know how to stay in that place of authority in Christ Jesus. You know how to remain effective and productive because you've understood that you have to do some addition to your faith. So today, maybe there's a switch that needs to happen in your thinking, in your confession, in your understanding. The problem is if your energy is borrowed, then your consistency is compromised. And we need you to be consistent. We need you, like Pastor Earl taught a few weeks back, we need you to be planted. We need you to put roots down. We need you to get strong. We need you to mature. We need your shoreline to be able to stand in seasons like we've just been through and not be shaken. Why? Because you understand that you have a power within you that is a source that will hold you and will carry you, that you have portable power, not extension cable faith borrowed from someone else, but you have a consistency because you understand that this party that we're invited to, this life with Jesus, that we're invited to. This party on the invite has a BYOB. Now in England, BYOB on a party invite means something that I know over here where you love Jesus more than the English people. I know in your parties when it says BYOB, it means bring your own Bible. But in England, it doesn't quite mean that. But 
This party that we're invited to with Jesus, it's a BYOB. Bring your own batteries to the party. Bring your own batteries to the party. Bring your own self-control. Bring your own generosity. Bring your own worship. That's why it says, enter His gates with thanksgiving. In other words, you need to bring thanksgiving with you, not rely on a worship team to get you to give thanks. I'm going to take you to a passage in the Bible. It's a strange story. I like strange stories because most preachers avoid them. So I'll take them. It's a strange story and uh, one that I want to pull this illustration out to give you three things today to help you in this concept that I'm trying to put into the heart of our church family here at Shoreline, that we would be the kind of church that brings our own batteries, that understands that we don't have to just be functional, but we can be powerful. And it's in Matthew 25, and it's a parable of 10 virgins. And it says this, at the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. And the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse 6, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil because our lamp's going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us. Instead, you gotta go and get your own batteries. (laughs) You gotta go and get your own oil. The modern day equivalent of this parable would be that 10 friends knew that Jesus had called them, that God's called them, that he has an appointment with them, that he's coming for them, that he's given them an assignment and they know the bridegroom is coming. They know the return is coming. But in the meantime, they've got to stay ready because they don't know the hour. They don't know when it's going to happen. They don't, they don't got to choose that. And so 10 friends from Shoreline City, they set off and they're like, okay, we're, we're ready. We know he's coming. We're going to live this out. And, and they don't have lamps because it's modern day. They have flashlights. So they take their flashlights because they know they need to be ready, right? And so I got my flashlight and, and it says that they went and they got tired. How many people can relate? You get tired. Life can make you tired. This season's made a lot of us tired, a lot of weariness from just feeling like we've been in the after effects of this virus for so long and we're just tired. A lot of stuff gone on in this amazing place of America. A lot of stuff gone on that's been tired politically and racially and economically and spiritually. And and so you sense, man, we've been tired. And it says, as they were tired, they became drowsy. But watch this. It says, at midnight. I'm telling you, there are moments in all of our lives when there's an at midnight moment where you're going to realize whether you're powered up or not. The enemy is not going to wait for when you're full on, full of energy in the service. He's not going to wait for when you've been prayed for by your sister in the small group. He's not going to come and try and attack you in the moment when everything looks great. He's waiting for the midnight moment. And at midnight, the cry went out, it's time. And so the 10 all went to get their flashlight. 
And it says five, the foolish five, went to get their flashlight and... Nothing happened. Because they didn't bring their own batteries. They were running on what was left over. They were running on the energy of the service they'd been in. They were running on the compassion and the understanding of their friend. They were running on the prayers of someone that interceded from them. But at midnight, there was no self-control left. At midnight, there was no perseverance. At midnight, there was no ability to stand on the Word of God. At midnight, they found, man, it's not working. And then the wise ones at midnight, they put their lamp on and they were like, I got this. I was tired and I was weary, but I'm powered up and I'm ready and I got this. And, but it seems a little cruel when you read it because it says the five that didn't bring batteries turned to the five that did and said, hey, lend us your batteries. And they said, no, not this time. And you know, there comes a time when the best thing we can say to one another is not this time. You got to get your own. You got to get your own. You got to get your own faith. You got to get your own prayer. You got to get your own revelation. You got to get your own. You got to go to a small group for yourself. You got to get out of bed and drive to church and join community. You got to get connected. You got to give because you're planting your seed into your future. You got you to get your own. And just like a good parent, eventually to your kids would say, you got to get your own J-Y-O-B, J-O-B. Got to get your own job. You got to get your own money. You got to get your own bank account. You got to get your own friends. You can't hang with me all the time and my friends. It's awkward. Get your own. Get your own house. You're 45. It's time to move out. And I'm telling you, it can sound cruel, but it's the best thing we can do for one another is to say, if I can help you with anything today, Shoreline, if I can help you with anything at all, I wanna help you by understanding God has enough for all of us, but we gotta go get our own. We gotta get our own batteries so that when the midnight moment comes, and it will, that you are fully charged up, that you are fully connected. And so let's be those that are the wise ones. This is a BYOB party. Bring your own batteries. Jesus loved it when people brought stuff to him. When the boy brought his lunch, he's like, you just brought your batteries. You don't know if I can do anything with it. You have no idea if I'm gonna use it for a miracle. You have no idea. You're just like Jesus. No one else is suggesting anything. But it's something I have as you, of use for your hands. I'm gonna bring my lunch. David's like, I'm gonna bring my sling. I don't know what for, but maybe there's a giant that needs taking down and maybe my stones are gonna work. I'm, I'm gonna bring my own. Remember when they lowered the guy through the roof to Jesus? His mates lowered him down. Jesus is like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. But you brought your own faith today. And because of that, you're well. Go home. Bring your own. You want the best out of your experience of shoreline? You got to get connected. 
Pastor Eric's not up here talking about small groups because he has to. He's talking about them because they changed his life. Because one day he decided to join a small group and he realized that's me putting in my own commitment. And then I found my own connection. And then I found people that I could do life with. And then I realized, man, this is something that I chose to do. I brought my own to the party. And when I brought my own to the party in my midnight hour, I had something that I didn't have before it. Bring your own. Secondly, after you bring your own batteries, some of you need to understand, you got to charge your batteries. (laughs) I'm going to say something right now, and it's not going to be popular, um, but we're family, so I'm just going to say it. Some of you are more aware of the charge on your iPhone battery than you are of your spiritual battery. Like, like you know how many bars of power that phone has and you are committed to the nth degree that it would not get into the red zone because heaven help that you will be disconnected for one moment from Instagram. You may miss something that, you know, you just don't want to miss. And so you have a charger in your car. You have a charger in your purse. You have a portable charger in that purse. You have a charger in your bedroom. You have a charger in the kitchen. You have a charger at the office. You have chargers everywhere because you are not going to lose a signal. But if I was to check your car, your kitchen, your office, for your spiritual charger, would I find one? Oh, you don't need to worry about that because what happens is I take my spiritual battery to church on Sunday and then I just ask Pastor Earl to put those cables on me and give me a jump start. That gets me through to about Saturday and then Sunday I'm rolling back in like, okay, hit me again, brother. I need another charge. You know I love you. You know I'm family. You know why I know this? Because I've lived this. I've done exactly what I'm telling you. I've been so aware of other things being charged and spiritually I am flat. And in this season that we've all been through, some of us have realized, man, I was borrowing the charge. I was getting jolted once a week. And God's saying to you, He doesn't want that for you. That's not the best life that He's called you into. He's called you to life that is abundant. And the only way you find that is by living in this place where you are able to charge up your spiritual battery. That's why David said, Oi! That's the Yorkshire version. That's where I'm from. (laughs) Oi! You would say, Hey! (laughs) Oi! Soul! What's your problem? Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. What's he saying? I'm about to charge my soul up all by myself. I'm about to have a little talk to myself. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. You will praise the Lord. You will make melody. You will declare his greatness. You will talk about the fact that he is faithful. You will magnify him. You will. He's saying, I am charging myself up. 
Imagine the power if you all came in on Sunday morning fully charged. Like not one red bar in the room. Like everyone's like buzzing. Like the electricity in the atmosphere. I mean, the anointing in the room. I mean, the worship will be like, we don't even need to strike up an instrument because there's so many people in here that are fully charged for Jesus. I'm telling you. Sometimes worship teams are like, okay, we've got to charge them up. Okay, let's start with a, let's start with a song. Let's kind of get them happy. Let's get them like limbered up. Let's, it's like a workout video. Like the worship team are like, okay, we got some shoulders moving. We got some arms going. Okay, okay, I see a full hand. Yes, we are getting there. We are working out for Jesus. Like, but imagine before they ever got on the platform, if you were like, come on team. We're ready, let's go. I've been in the presence of the Lord all week. I've been charged up on His Word. I've been declaring His promises. I've been shouting out His faithfulness. I've been testifying to His greatness. And I just came to let it out. Tell you, don't let what we've been through cause you to get into this place where you just feel flat battery living is all that you can do. I'm speaking to someone at home right now. I love you and I'm family, but you need to get your blessed assurance back into the house of God. Like honestly, the enemy is telling you a lie. And, and honestly, the season of being disconnected is over and you need to get back in and you need to get back in the game and you need to get back in the house of God. You just need to get reconnected. Bring your own batteries. You're like, well, maybe if somebody comes and picks me up, no. Those days are gone. You gotta bring your own. You know what? You gotta go pick someone else up yourself because things are changing. And I tell you, the church that needs to arise in this season is a church that knows how to charge themselves up. Here's the great news. I don't know much about batteries, but I did a little research. Do you know how a battery is charged? It takes all the negative and uses the negative energy to bring about the positive. Has anyone been through a negative season recently? <laughs> right? You have all the potential you need to get ready to charge your life up. He turns our mourning into dancing. He takes that ashes and he gives us a crown of beauty. He, he turns things around. He is the God that knows how to charge us up. Take all of the negative and turn it into something positive. And that's what I believe the church has got to do in this hour. What the enemy meant for evil. The church are like, no, I'm turning this around and I'm using it for good. Charge your batteries. Charge your batteries. Are you flat today? Charge your batteries. Do you feel like you're ebbing? See, I had a car that sat on my drive and, and, uh, and it kept having a flat battery. And so I kept having to call the mechanic out to, to help get me home start, to help get the battery going in my car. And I said, why does this keep happening? He said, well, one of the reasons why this is happening is because you're not taking the vehicle out because we've been locked down. I had nowhere to go. I was at home in my PJs, preaching to myself. 
He's like, the car's just not gone anywhere and it's supposed to go somewhere. And it's when it goes somewhere that the battery gets used and the battery begins to do what the battery should do. And some of our flat batteries are flat because we've not gone anywhere. <laughs> like we've begun to live a small life when we're called to a big life. And so we've got to get back out. We've got to get back on the road. We've got to get back into fellowship. We've got to get back connected. And finally, you've got to bring your own shoreline you got to charge up your batteries. And some of you, prophetically, I'm speaking over you. It's time for you to change your batteries. See, batteries come in all different shapes and sizes. This one will charge certain things. This one will charge other things. If I was to put a car battery on the platform, that's a whole nother size that can charge a whole nother level. You need to understand that, that some of us have been doing life for a long time at this level. But you get to choose if you want to change your batteries. And the Bible tells us that actually there comes a point in time where we have to decide what we want our life to look like. It says in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11, it says, when I was a child... I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, when, note that word, when, when I decided, when I realized, then that's when I realized I have to put my childish ways behind me. And it's time for me to change my batteries. And I wonder if through all this season that we've been in, I wonder through all of this that we've gone through, I wonder if some of us are having a realization, man, the battery that got me thus far was good. But the battery that's gonna get me into my future is a whole nother level. Like I used to come and fill a seat, but now I need to lead a group. I used to come to be prayed for, but now I need to come and pray for others. I used to come and be served, but now I need to come and serve. I used to come with a list of requirements and wants, but now I need to come with a list of things that I wanna serve the Kingdom of God and do for the future of the people of God. When I was a child, I thought like a child, I talked like a child, but when I realized, no, I need to change my batteries, that whole life changed, my conversation changed, my company changed, my decisions changed. And we need the church to grow up and mature. But that comes down to every individual asking themselves, where am I at in this? Do I bring my own? Or have I been borrowing for so long? Do I have a power source that's portable? Or do I just have one that's led from extension cables? Is my thinking, thinking that is childlike, spiritually? Is it time for me to change some things and mature relationally? See, as great as we are as a community, 
We can be only greater when we all decide to take responsibility. When everybody shows up to the party with a whole pocket full of batteries. When every person says, I know He's coming, I don't know the time, but I know. I know that there's a time coming when this whole thing gets wrapped up, but I don't get to choose that time. But I have to be ready in that time. I have to be ready in the daylight and I have to be ready in the midnight. I have to be ready when things are good and I have to be ready when things are not good. I have to be ready in a season of blessing and I have to be ready in a season called COVID. I have to be ready when my marriage is great and I have to be ready when my marriage is not great. I need batteries. And some of you right now, it is dark in your life. It is a midnight moment in your life, in your marriage, with your children, in your finances, in your business. You're sensing there's a midnight. You feel a little bit like things are closing in and it's dark. And you know what it's made you do? It's made you stay away from the church. It's made you say, I don't wanna be around all that light because I feel exposed when I'm around it. I don't know that I can go. I don't know that I can commit. I don't know that I want to show up. I don't know that I want to serve. And I'm telling you, I'm here to let you know it's a lie of the enemy because he wants you to be disconnected and unplugged and without power. He wants your Christianity to be functional, but not powerful. And it's going to take a powerful church to change this community. Today, I'm here to remind you, family, that you've got to bring your own. So when it's midnight, and your marriage is really tough, you can say, I know how to fight for my marriage. I know how to stand on the Word of God. I know how to declare the promises of God. When your kid is wayward, you say, you know what? Before I go to anyone else, I'm gonna get my battery and I'm gonna bring it into the place where I know God hears me. I'm gonna charge it up. I'm gonna charge up my faith. I'm gonna charge up my confession. Some of you, I'm telling you, you need to make a decision to change your battery. You need to see a leader today and say, I'm signing up. Tell me what I need to do. I'm going on growth track. You know what? I've been coming and filling the chair, but I actually know it's time for me to, to lift my level. I, I, I need to charge up my battery. I need to change my battery. I need to become someone that's actually now contributing. Thank you that I've been able to spectate, but I need to actually contribute because I, when I was a child, I acted like a child, but those days are gone. I'm telling you that's what God's looking for from all of our lives. I'm gonna ask us across the room and even on the campuses and even in your kitchen. Put your coffee down. And if you're in your bed, get out. I'm gonna ask us all just to stand. Might feel weird if you're at home, but just stand. Tell you God sees this moment. He sees that you're taking a stand. And, and I know there's many here and some of you, you, need to charge your battery today. Some of you, you are convicted that you need to change your battery. Some of you, you need to bring your own. But I'm gonna ask before I pray over us all, for one thing, I'm gonna ask us all just to bow our heads, whether you're at home or whether you're online today, wherever you are, whatever campus you're on. I'm just gonna ask a question, simply this. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, like you don't have Jesus in your life. Like you don't, you've never prayed the prayer for yourself. You've been borrowing someone else's faith. Like you've been coming to church because your wife told you or your parents made you or you think that that's what you're supposed to do to be a religious person. But you've never made a decision that says, Jesus, I need you in my life. You don't know Him in that way. 
Well, today you've got to bring your own. You've got to bring your own confession. You've got to bring your own acceptance of Jesus and He will receive you. And more than that, He will become powerful within you. So if today you need Jesus, right there in your kitchen, right here in this room, right there on that campus, He's right here for you. And if you need that, I simply want you to just right where you are, just lift your hand. Even if you're at home, you're like, well, you can't see my hand. I don't need to see it. God sees it in this room, across this room. If you're like today, I need to, some of you are away from God and you need to come back to God today. You need to get back into that place of relationship with God. Come on, just lift that hand. So, so good. Thank you. So many of you. All right, this is what we're gonna do. We're all gonna put our hand on our heart. I'm gonna pray a prayer and I'm gonna ask everybody to pray this after me to help those that are making that connection. Dear God, Today I come to you and I ask you to enter my life. Today I choose to make you my Lord and Saviour. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And today I receive your grace. Today I choose to call you Lord. Thank you Jesus for saving me in your name. Amen. Amen.